Hey, man. How's it going? Oh, dude. Just living. Yeah. It's you and me today. No Josh. Josh tonight, is, actually. You it's and late. me tonight. It is late. Uh, Josh is away. We're going to get into this. This is Nothing to Say with Drew and Drew. Yeah. Welcome to the show. I'm Drew. He's Drew. And he's Drew. Yes, yeah. this is another episode of Talking With Myself yes. with Drew and Drew, the special time when uh, Josh is away and then we have to record a podcast without him. So, you know, uh, he, he's Josh is away in Spain right now on another fancy vacation. So... We're here. Wait, it's, it's late, and uh, we're we're doing this. Does everyone know that Josh is a wizard with credit card points and all that crazy stuff? I don't think they do. So, if you're interested, send send an email to nothing to say podcast at gmail dot com, and you can find all about it. But yes, Josh and his wife do a lot of credit card points. Hacks. I think they call it churning. Is that what that is? Churning? I don't know. I think. I've never heard of it, but I just know that it's a lot of of sort of like hacks. Again, I'm not going to say cheating the system because that's not it. It's actually just like taking advantage of the system to the maximum, essentially. So, yeah, he's enjoying a nice uh, trip from Spain. And actually, he's going to do a little recording while he's in Spain. And next week, there might be a very special episode from Spain hmm. that is just him and maybe his wife. I'm not sure. We'll do, find out. Do you think he's going to go to Ibiza and just party? You mean Ibiza? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, as we were just talking about before we got started, uh, when when I hear the name Phil Collins... I do not immediately think drummer. I don't think I actually ever knew he was a drummer. So you're you're giving me new information. Like, did he actually sing from behind the drums? I'm pretty sure he did. Pretty sure. I actually don't know, but I assume he did. But you know he's a drummer. Like he, that's he for is sure. A fantastic drummer. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I watched I watched this video of him breaking down in the air tonight, and he was just playing the groove to it. Not that famous fill that everyone knows. The dun, 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 You know? I don't know why it's so famous. Like it's, <laughs> uh, it's just, it just is, man. Um, but this groove that he was playing was just so... What's the word? It just felt great. And it was very sophisticated, too. It wasn't just like a simple meat and potatoes. Like, there were all these embellishments and ghost notes and it was it was great you know i do wonder about that is is like what the definition of a great drummer you know like i think there's Mm. so many definitions because i don't know when when you think of like a great guitar player a great bass player or whatever i think like the layman might assume flash 
You know, like True. who can play the most notes, who can do it the fastest, or the drummer, who can do the craziest, like who looks like animal behind the drum kit. Yeah. You know, but, you know, you said Phil Collins is a great drummer. I don't imagine he's a very technically advanced drummer. Mm. So, like, how do you define, like, a great drummer? Are you asking me? Yes, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm not asking, like, the population, although I am asking you, the listener, what do you think makes a great drummer? Let us know. But I'm asking you, Drew, what makes a great drummer? Oh, man. Well, there are tangibles and intangibles. Like, tangibly, well, this dude is really, really fast. Or this guy can play things with his limbs that I can't even fathom, you know? Um, Typically, I'm not into drummers like that or any musician like that. You can go on YouTube and find guitar players, you know, that just shred a million miles a minute. But Yeah. But... I've always thought a good drummer is someone who just has an identifiable voice, you know? Drummers that as soon as you hear them, you know it's them. So for me, um, guys like John Bonham, Stuart Copeland from The Police, I mean, he's just so identifiable and also so unique. His whole approach to playing was just totally different than everything that was going on in top 40 music at the time. Sure. Um, And that's actually something I was thinking about recently is there's only one modern heavy drummer that I can identify regardless of who they're playing with. And that's the drummer from Animals as Leaders, Matt Gartska. Gartska? Gartska? And I was thinking about that the other day, actually, because I can always tell when it's him. I love the way he plays. His snare drum has this really weird tuning that I don't even know how to explain. Um, and I just know that it's him, no matter who he's playing with. Does he play with other people? He plays in a band that's kind of similar to Animals as Leaders. Really? <laughs> yeah, in this instrumental band. He it's plays really in another cool. instrumental band? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. And... Um, I know he plays with more than just those two, but yeah, you can just, I can always tell it's him. Hmm. It's, it's really interesting. But nowadays, modern music production is so similar to itself and so perfect the way it's edited. For every thousand metal bands that come out, none of them have an identifiable drummer. Yeah. None of them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just... For me, great drummers have always been drummers that have an identifiable style that can also, you know, play. And that, you know, because all these drummers that I mentioned have technical proficiency, but they use it in their own way to have their own voice, you know? So you wouldn't then say that the drummer of the White Stripes is a good drummer? I actually haven't listened to a lot of the White Stripes, but. This this kid that I'm teaching, Seven Nation Army is a song that we're that we're working on, mm-hmm. and I was listening to it the other day, and I remember I was thinking like I kind of like this vibe. Everyone always hated Meg White, yeah, because you know I'm teaching her drum parts to an 11 year old, you know, so it's <laughs> like so um, how hard could it be? But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. 
And again, and now comes the intangibles, the vibe and the feel. And there was just something about the way it made me feel that I liked. Yeah. I wouldn't, I haven't listened to it enough to be able to identify her playing, you know, as a unique voice, but it just feels good, you know? Yeah, I know, like, when sometimes I would see on, like, my YouTube suggestions videos of the guy who played live for Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. I don't know his name. John Moffat. He's great, too. I love him. And I would click on his visit, like, click on the videos thinking, oh, this is going to be great. This is Michael Jackson's drummer. This is going to be great. And then it was just, like, so boring mm. because he's just he's just a pocket drummer. There's no flash. It's all just pocket. Which, you know, again, I understand that there is greatness in a good pocket, but as a non-drummer myself, I just, I just don't get it. Yeah, it's you know? funny, man. Um, well, what videos were you watching? Were they live videos? Or were they... No, they were like the videos of him playing play, yeah. to the track, like, oh, this is how I played this song. Right. Well, what's interesting, I saw those videos, and those are really new. Yeah. Um... I love John Moffat, but I, I feel like he wasn't at his best during those videos. But I went on a big John Moffat kick a couple months ago, and I was watching footage of him playing with Michael, and he didn't do anything more complicated than he does in those newer videos. Yeah. But it just felt so good. I can't explain it. You know? It's just a feeling. It just it felt so... And it's going to sound so like you know, musician-y, but it just felt so alive and, uh, what's the word? Enthusiastic and just positive. I can't explain it, hmm. you know, but it's just, and, and you can get, um, more technical. Like if you, for example, really choke up on your hi-hat, with your left foot and you press down on the pedal really, really, really hard, uh-huh. which is something I've been guilty of my whole life and I didn't know until recently, you're really choking out the cymbal and not only does it create these weird frequencies, these overtones, but the cymbal itself is just, it's, it, it's going to sound like you're hitting this little thing with a pencil. It's just like tick, 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 tick. But if you just relax your whole body, the hi-hat is still closed. But now it's this fat, like, or like, and it just has so much more beef to it, you know? And so there's all these little things that contribute to the feel and the vibe, you know? You've been so angry for so long and so tense. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we should probably explain cuz like now you're you are taking drum lessons again. I am. In order to improve your skills and this guy is rocking your world. Yeah, he's rocking my world and I kind of hate myself right now because <laughs> I just feel so inadequate and so overwhelmed. It's crazy. Like I'm 30. I've been playing drums 22 years and I've always received positive feedback. From my <laughs> teachers. And I've just, the more I, the older I get, the more humbling, or the more humbled I get. Because 
it's it's really just crazy how little we know and it just the journey never ends you yeah. know mm-hmm. and so i've i've been humbled to a scary degree because i'm like i'm afraid to practice to be honest with you i swear <laughs> i swear like really? i'm i'm not looking forward to it yeah wow like, yeah i feel so overwhelmed i don't know where to begin it's nuts and i think to myself like you know well maybe not everything he says is gospel you know maybe i should just take what i like and there's a lot of good nuggets of truth that he's given me mm-hmm. but i'm just like man you know I've been playing a certain way for so long and I don't even know if his way is necessarily better, but I was just desperate because I had that audition that I didn't get. And so I was like, I need to do something. And so, you know, kind of the way like a 50 year old buys a Corvette. (laughs) I was like, man, I need to buy some drum lessons. You need to buy some good good high quality expensive drum lessons yeah well we will see what 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 comes of it we'll see if you you get any better we'll yeah or if i you know pull my hair out of my head and just yeah you know yeah yeah but uh but but yeah yeah, it's crazy well we're gonna take a break we'll be right back after this word from our sponsor all right we're back so one thing uh one thing we were talking about before we got started, uh, my friend Whitney was here before. Before uh, she obliterated me in Scrabble, as she tends to do, and uh, it's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, you know, she. We were talking about uh, when Drew came here. We started talking about kind of vibes that you get from people. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's it's so true that. Well, I mean, I I don't know if it's true, but. Yeah, just sometimes you just get vibes from people and it's hard to explain why your assumptions. I know like like I am super prejudgmental. Mm-hmm. Like I like to think that I can just sum up someone just by like looking at them, watch them for a few minutes, watch them like walk, j- make some gestures and like I can just like size them up. You know, do you do you feel that way? Um, I think so. I think so. Do you think a lot of people feel that way? Yeah, I think, I think everyone thinks that they're a great judge of character. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. everyone does. Um, I happen to think I'm right about my judge <laughs> of character. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. And, like, how, how would, how do you learn that? You know, like, think about, think about just... I mean, is it, is it high school when you start to pick up on that sort of thing? I mean, I don't know. I guess some people never pick up on that. Some people are, are completely obl- oblivious to body language and just like social cues, you know? I mean, I guess like that's, what is that, Asperger's? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, for me, I've I've always just had gut feelings about people. And I think that to a greater or lesser degree, we all have that. And... I don't think my gut has ever been wrong. It's just a matter of, do I listen to it? You know? Your gut's never been wrong, but sometimes you don't listen to it. Yeah, like, uh, 
plenty of girls that I've dated. <laughs> it's like, like I know this is a bad idea, but I do it anyway, you know? But, but I wasn't wrong. Right, like, right. Like, I've never... I cannot think of one time when I had a gut feeling about somebody that was negative when I was proven wrong. Right. It's just, like I said, it's just a matter of, um, will I listen? Or, you know, yeah. and when we're young, there's just, there's, there's pressure to ignore it. Like, kids, is there pressure to ignore it? To an extent. I mean, like I was friends, quote unquote friends with this dude in my neighborhood and he was just kind of a, I don't know, kind of just a, a bad seed. Like he, he did a lot of drugs when we were like pretty young and he was always staying out late and just getting in trouble and and I knew that he was kind of just not really my friend but I for some reason just I don't know like he would come over and he would say he's Drew home and I would just kind of hang out with I don't know it was just a weird thing you know yeah and, and a part of me kind of wanted him to like me because he was older than me but yeah it was just kind of bad bad vibes um yeah, I yeah. wonder, like, do do people still do that? Do they still hang out with people in their neighborhoods? Like, is that still going on with the with kids today? Like, I'm sure it is. Yeah, you know, like I don't know, like, are or is it has has it really transitioned hard to indoor play, and no longer is it really like? Oh, are you are you talking about how kids play? Or are you talking about hanging out with people that you have bad feelings about? No, no, no. I'm talking about like I'm talking about. Are like are there still like neighborhoods where people get together or like not even get together? Not, that sounds like way too like uh, kitschy, but old timey. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about like do neighborhood kids like still meet and hang out and become friends because they're neighbors? Yeah, I don't know. I hope so. I I I think that they do. It just depends on I think how early the parents introduce technology to them. And how lazy the right. parents are. I mean, I'm know? sure I'm sure people aren't aren't knocking on doors anymore. Hey, is so and so home? I'm sure that 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 does not happen anymore. Mm. Because I imagine that if you are friends with your neighborhood kids, I imagine they all have each other's numbers and then they would just text each other. Well, it depends how old they are. And I mean I don't I don't have kids, but that you know of. Right. Right. <laughs> You have kids that I know. Of. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I don't want my kids to have a phone for a long time. How? What? What is a long time? I don't know. I mean, I was thinking like at le- probably like thirteen. Thirteen. I think so. Which is it's funny because I got my first phone when I was sixteen, and that was maybe a little bit later than some of my friends, but it it wasn't like, dude. I can't believe you don't have a phone yet. Yeah, yeah. But I almost feel like 13 is late now, you know? But I don't know. I wonder... I mean, it does seem a little late just because <clears throat> what What do 11-year-olds do? Like, I have no idea. Like, do they... Like, if you're 11, do you ever do, like, activities by yourself? Like, is 11 still, like, a... There has to be a parent around at all times. Age? I'm not no. really sure. 
No, I mean, like, would you ever take? Would you take? Would you drop your eleven-year-old at the mall? And be like, all right, go have fun. I think I was around that age when I went to the mall for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Like with just a friend. So wouldn't you want your kid to have a phone? I don't know. Maybe. Well, another thing I would consider is getting them like an elderly person's phone. Oh, yeah. You know? Just like a so call, they can like, call and text. A call and text phone? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think a lot of kids do things by themselves still. Like when I was a kid, we had a basketball hoop. And I would just shoot hoops, and that's how I met kids in the neighborhood. They would just they would be kind of on patrol, yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, let's play basketball. And then, you know, yeah, I don't, I, you know, it's it's weird because like you know, you and I can of course make all kinds of conjecture and and just plans, these magical plans about our future children that we may or may not even have. You know, who knows? But yeah, I, I'd be curious to like ask our friend Avi. Mm. You know what his because I'm I, you know I'm I don't well, I'm sure he hasn't even thought about it yet but like at some point like where where is that line of now my kid should have a phone or like or even even like I'm sure there's gonna be some parents that get their kids technology so they aren't made fun of like there has to that has to be a thing yeah but I think that's also just laziness I mean on whose part parents because. I just think that, and maybe I'm just super idealistic and ignorant, but I plan on being very involved in my kids' lives. And I don't mean intrusively, but uh, really encouraging them to socialize and getting them involved in things that involve socializing. And it's not, I don't want my kid to be like, like the kid that I teach drum lessons to. Yeah. He's playing tuba in school. He does ballet. <laughs> he does Nothing funny about that. <laughs> well, it's 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 kind of funny, but it's also <laughs> it's also funny just because of and he's he's like soccer and he's just one of those kids who just was doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, and fencing. So he's, so he's, he's <laughs> fencing. Is fencing. he rich? <laughs> who does fencing? I don't, no, I don't think so. I think it's very middle class. Wow. But um Ballet, fencing. I think a lot of it has is, drum lessons. Yeah, well, my drum lessons are very cheap, but <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not talking about price. I'm but, just talking about like of. I mean, that is like that yeah. encompasses like all kinds of activities. You know, like this yeah. is going to be a very well-rounded individual. Yeah, and I don't want my kids doing that because I just feel like it's it's too unless unless they truly want to. But in my perfect world. Like my kids will be doing things that involve other kids like sports or like playing music, like music camp or theater camp yeah. or, you know, just because it's, it's really great if you can make friends in an unstructured way, like I did, but I also made a ton of my friends at school and at extracurricular activities. So, uh, I would really instill a strong sense of self-esteem in my child and encourage them not to just give into that social peer pressure and to feel bad about yourself for not having a phone or yeah, yeah. you know what I mean or to give them a phone but really 
encourage them to use it for its utility and not for its, you know, bad aspects, you know? You know, I think one thing that's I'm interested to see is just because, like, we were the generation, like the millennials, like, we grew up without phones. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't until our teenage years or late teenage years when all of a sudden cell phones became a thing. So it's like we had, you call it an old-fashioned childhood. Right. And then, like, we learned about technology and we all got addicted to it just, you know, just like everyone else. So, like, I wonder, so I wonder about the, like, Gen Z who grew up with phones and all that stuff. And even beyond that, like, are do they identify how problematic technology can be for social for social reasons, or do they not even realize what what the, that there are problems? You know, like who's going to raise their kids more strict against technology? Is it going to be the millennials or like the generations after? Mm. You know, I think I, I really don't know. I think. It could, it could it could be anything, but I I think that I think in general, good parenting will um. What's the word I'm thinking of? It'll overcome. It'll overcome that. And if you are a good person with good intentions, and you actually care about your kid. I don't think it'll be a, a generational thing. Like, who's going to revolt against it more? I mean, it could be. It could be a huge pop culture shift. But I think a lot of people... I mean, I know people that I'm friends with that see no problem with it, really. Yeah. So, and those are probably the same people that if they were born 20 years earlier, they would just throw their kids in front of the TV. You know, right? Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. I mean, there was definitely the that generation that 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 the television was just like the the babysitter, the babysitter. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm I'm definitely curious to see what happens with technology. I mean, I know some people speculate that the phone is eventually going to be replaced by what? By like the contact lens, like mm. like something something that just becomes like, you know, the smart glasses, glasses or whatever, or just like something that... Like an implant? Uh, but yeah, like that. But like just you like just hear the voice where you just don't like, hold up a phone? You don't have to actually hold a device where you can just see it through whatever, which sounds awesome and awful at the same time, you know. I think... And it's also kind of an intelligence thing. Like, if you have any self-awareness or spend any time reflecting on your life i think at some point you will recognize that these devices are uh detrimental in a lot of ways so and i think that hopefully will happen as we get older well but i don't see but i wonder you know you say the devices are detrimental in a lot of ways well i don't you could argue that it's not necessarily the devices, but the the content on the devices, right? So, like, we I think we can both agree that like social media is not great, 
Right. Certainly not for everyone, children, developing everyone, minds, everyone. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's not great for people who have souls. <laughs> and There you go. <laughs> and, uh, and, like, for me, like, I'm addicted to my phone. Like, I'm definitely able to admit that. But it's not, you know, I'm not really on social. I'm, I rarely check social media. Really? Yeah. Like, what do you spend most of your time on? Content. Like what? Just YouTube. Like, I, that's my problem is that, like, I am in constant need of content stimulation. Mm -hmm. And that's what I can't stand. You know, like, so for me, like, I was actually talking about this with Whitney earlier. We were talking about, like, our morning routines and how, like, you know, I don't, I don't, really drink a lot of coffee and I certainly don't use it as a morning oh I can't I can't even start my day without my coffee like I'm not that kind of person lucky yeah and but then we were talking about just uh you know morning routines and how I had my alarm set for normal work and but when what I would do is my alarm would go off I would just want to lay in bed a little longer I would just grab my phone start checking the news Mm -hmm. start checking reddit just like you know just start consuming yeah well, what I did is that then I was like, well, I don't have enough time to relax in the morning before I got to take a shower, got ready, and then go to work. So I now move my alarm to wake me up earlier. Really? So I have more time to just lay in bed, relax, before wow. I have to actually get up and go to work. That is shocking to me. So I just... It's fine. Okay. So I just want more time to... Not have to get up. I mean, that's that's what it, it's not necessarily like. I need more time for content. I just want more time to not have to get up. I want to be awake and just like lay in bed because I like that. But when I'm laying in bed, I'm not there to sleep more. I'm there to just lay in bed and just you know, right. And then I end up just consuming content. Yeah, and I mean, I I I remember I knew this girl, so my high school we were lucky because we started at nine twenty five. Oh yeah, and no, no other school did that. But I had friends who had to get up at five a.m. for school, and I remember I knew this one girl who would wake up at four thirty, oh. just so she could take her time waking up, and she would watch TV and have her cereal. Ah, yeah. So I kind of feel like that's a similar thing with you. Yeah, but yeah, it's what's crazy with me is I was thinking about this today. For me. It's it's like a combination of Reddit, YouTube, and Instagram. And I have a few subreddits that I like, but I was thinking about this today. And I realized that there is no subreddit, even the front page on Reddit, there is no subreddit that won't make me angry <laughs> in, in some way. And even on the main page, because it's inflammatory, no matter what. If it's like pro-conservative, pro-liberal, pro-abortion, or I don't want to, you know, pro-life, pro-choice, like whatever it is, it's something that's going to make me mad always. You can't avoid it on social media. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You cannot. But also the thing is like Reddit's all like, it's sort of, it's sort of democratized. No, it's not. Not at all. Like it's upvoted. Aren't like. Yeah, but you can buy upvotes. You can buy upvotes. Yeah. China spent millions of dollars to now own a portion of Reddit. Really? Yeah. So they, like I saw this post the other day, and the post was on the front page, and it said, 
the majority of Americans are evil colonizers. And it was this tweet, this really inflammatory tweet about how um, America has the least amount of uh, high-speed railroads. Or oh, something. yeah, I saw that. And China that. has has the That's number one. Number one, yeah. And all of this guy's posts were anti-American and pro-Chinese. And I was like, whoa, this is fucking crazy. And this guy was posting on all these Chinese subreddits about how Hong Kong is bad and the protesters are bad. And again, I don't want to wake up to this. Like, this is, yeah, this yeah. is bad. I don't, and the thing is, on the same Reddit front page, seeing a, an image of a cute dog wrapped up in a blanket, it doesn't make it worth it. It's not mm. worth it. Like, it's, it's, it's almost just a way of pacifying you so that they can tell you more negative shit. It's like when you watch the news and they say, well, uh, there was a shooting. Uh, you know, one man died. Another man is critically injured. Uh, oh, this church just burnt down. And this old lady was scammed by Nigerian scammers out of all of her life savings. And now here's a guy who trained his monkey to do backflips. Oh. <laughs> and you're just like, you know, you're just, you're angry and you're horrified and you're numb. And then, you know, you see this monkey doing backflips yeah, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay. Up next, like another yeah. Jewish guy in New York was yeah. attacked. That's like, what, that's funny. That's because my mom always said like, uh, whenever they would like TiVo, a show they wanted to watch, like Survivor. Mm-hmm. And then there would be all these like bumpers for the local news coming up next or, you know, or or after the show ran, then the local news would start next. You know, my mom was always like, I hate watching local news because it's always just like terrible news. Yeah. You know, it's never good news. It's always just like, here are the crimes that occurred or, you know, like it's always like bad news. Yeah. And, and the thing is, Another reason why I hate social media and things like Reddit. Um, well, don't like I'm telling you, don't believe that just because something is upvoted on Reddit that thirty-eight thousand people really hit that upvote button. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I heard this quote that I loved. I forgot who said it, but they said, Everything I learned about the Kardashians, I learned against my will. and that's how it is on social media yeah like you know on facebook half of the stuff that's on there are things that somebody else shared from another page and it's like i don't i don't i didn't ask to see this you know like i i'm friends with you on facebook for a reason um I don't need you or want you to share some picture of like, you know, Oh, Donald Trump gets owned on Twitter and like some snarky guy. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just, you know, it's just like, and I don't even like Donald Trump. It's not Trump. It's just like, you can't, you can't really choose what you see. And even on Instagram, it's like that discover page is just a bunch of bullshit. And also, there's ads now on Instagram, which sucks because, again, I'm just bombarded with shit I don't care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just don't. So I was thinking about that today and I was like, man, going on Reddit, even if I'm on my favorite funny subreddit, I'm going to see something inflammatory because that's just how it is. 
Because you're easily triggered because you're a snowflake. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. (laughs) I am sensitive as fuck, but I feel like I'm sensitive in ways that other people aren't. Yeah. Um, Well, I think that's that's a good place to wrap. This was it it's was, a good place to wrap. Drew is sensitive. Drew is <laughs> Drew is sensitive, and he's going to become a better drummer. And uh, and Drew, I want to want to thank you as always for for stopping by and uh, filling in while while Josh is away. I, it's always so easy for us to have a conversation. Always. So maybe you know, one day we'll do our own spinoff. I think we will do our spinoff someday. But uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Drew. He's Drew. He's Drew. This is nothing to say with Josh and Drew. Minus Josh. Minus Josh. Plus Plus Drew. Drew. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk to you later.